Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. We began a brand new series last week uh, called The Honor Code. And uh, how many of you were here last week? You were here, you got with us. Listen, if you missed last week, I'm gonna encourage you to go back to the podcast, pick it up, listen to it. And uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, uh, I'm not sure how long this series will last. Uh, I'm just calling it The Honor Code. And uh, I, I wanna just talk to you about the subject of honor. And uh, you're going to see how, through this series, how honor is going to affect every relationship you have. It'll affect your relationship with God first and foremost, but it'll also affect your relationship with your brothers and your sisters. It, it'll affect your relationship at work. It could affect your career. It could impact your career. If, if you could get the revelation that's in God's word about honor, and I I'll, I'll, I'll hope to unpack it for you today and uh, if, in, in fact, I'll give you some, some practical examples today, and, and, and I hope it, it, it could just impact. What is honor? Honor is valuing, placing a value on something that you say, this is valuable to me. This is precious to me. It's weighty. You give it esteem. You appreciate it. Uh, you look on it favorably. You respect it. And, and you place, I said last week, all of us have a special place for our valuables. You know where your valuables are right now because you put them in a special place. Everything doesn't have a special place in your life, but your valuables do, what you value, what you honor. And then I said to dishonor, that there is no real neutral with honor. So if you're not honoring something, then you're because dishonor is to treat something as common, to treat it as normal, as regular. I'll give you an example. Uh, the first commandment. Did anybody remember the first commandment in the Ten Commandments? You have no other gods before. What is God saying? He's saying, there should be nothing above me. And, and that to take the Lord's name in vain doesn't just mean you say God with a curse word. It means that you would treat God as common. So honor, honor is easier to catch than it is to teach, uh, and, and it's easier to see than it is to I mean, it's, it's easier to see than it is to explain. But I hope to do that, and I want to show you a principle in God's Word, and I'm calling it the honor code because I think, as today, we're very used to codes on everything. That if you'll, you'll, it can unlock maybe some things that God's wanted to do in your life, but wasn't able to do in your life because you didn't understand the revelation of honor. So this could be a game changer to you. This could be a game changer to your career. It could be a game changer to your marriage. It could be a game changer to your relationship with God. If we could tap into the revelation of honor that's found in scripture. So... Everybody say this with me. Revelation, Revelation. With, application with application brings transformation. One more time. Revelation, Revelation. with application brings transformation. Okay, stay with me on this one. Revelation, Revelation. 
without application brings information. We're not after information today. Can I get an amen? We're after transformation to transform our life. So I want to just go, let's just go right back to the Bible. I want to go straight to one of my favorite stories when it comes to talking about honor in the Bible. There's an encounter with Jesus, and I, I want to just show you uh, how this one gentleman is going to come into contact with Jesus, and I want to show you, you're going to see honor all through it. I'm going to take you to the book of Matthew, chapter 8, and we're going to begin at verse number 5. I'll teach a little through it, so if you're following along, and uh, if you're in the back, if I don't, don't jump ahead of me and don't go, don't go behind me. Okay. Anyway, here we go. When he, Jesus, had entered Capernaum, a centurion, a centurion. Now, what's a centurion? A centurion is a Roman officer in the military. And so century being 100, guess how many men he was over? No, it was a thousand. Anyway, no, no, it was a hundred. You're right. <laughs> a centurion. He's a, he is he is overseeing one hundred troops. So he's a man in authority. He is a Roman soldier. Don't forget the day in which we're reading the Bible. Israel, the land, is occupied and under control of the Romans, the the invading force. And the Romans Romans were were pretty wise when they would take over or conquer a new land. They would still let you worship. They would still let you function as long as you paid the taxes. And so here is a, Jesus is going to come in. He's going to enter a centurion, a Roman. This is not uh, a friend of Jesus, we would think. A centurion came forward to him, appealing to him. So you got a Roman who's in authority, over Israel, over Capernaum, comes to Jesus who's walking in, a Jewish carpenter, and, and is going to come to him and appeal to Jesus. How many of you know that word appeal is a great word? It's, it's a pleading word. It, it's a desperate word. I don't know. I don't know. It, Jesus doesn't answer prayers according to our ability to wordsmith, to say the right words. He hears the cry of your heart. You ever, some of the most precious prayers to the Lord are not, dear, heavenly, magnificent, honorable Father. Some of it's, Lord, help me. It, it's the plea of a heart. And so a centurion who doesn't know all the religious words is coming to appeal to Jesus. It's a pleading. And he's coming to appeal to him. And he says, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home suffering terribly. Jesus interrupts him and says to him, I will come and heal him. I, I love this about Jesus. He already knows what you want before you even ask. That's what the scripture says. He knows what you're need of before you even ask. So he's coming, a centurion, to ask Jesus to heal him. He doesn't get those words out, and Jesus says, I will come and heal him. There is some backstory to this story. We get a different version of the same story in the book of Luke, chapter 7. Now, in Matthew's account, we don't know this, but in Luke 7, it kind of gives us more of the story. In Luke 7, 
some of the elders of Capernaum have actually already talked to Jesus. And in fact, I want to read what it says in Luke chapter 7, verse 4 and 5. And when the elders came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He, the centurion, he is, he is worthy to have you do this for him. Heal this servant. For he loves our nation. What? He loves our nation. He's a Roman. But he fell in love with the Jewish people. He loves us. Uh, by the way, this is how Heidi and I feel. We, uh, people go, how, are y'all from Louisiana? I go, no, we're originally from Texas, but we moved here 23 years ago. We got here as fast as we can. And this, we're from Louisiana now, by the way. I just want y'all to know that. We're from Louisiana because we fell in love with the people of Louisiana. In particular, St. Landry Parish. In particular, right over the border of Evangeline Parish into Ville Platte, too. <laughs> okay, I just want you to know that. I could get in trouble with that, right? Wait, watch. He loves our nation, and he is the one built a synagogue for us. What do you call that? Well, a church, yes. But what do you call that? Yeah, it's called the honor code. He has shown us honor by loving us and by building us a church. He is worthy of it. And watch what happens. So now when you see another man coming, going back to Matthew chapter 8, when he says, Lord, my servant is sick and he is laying in the bed paralyzed, now you see Jesus stepping up to the plate already going, I'm going to come heal him. Why? Because honor has already been shown, and because of that honor, it's unlocked the door to something that Jesus is ready to move on his behalf. Watch. He's going to show honor. He's, he's a man of honor, and he's, he, we've seen that. Verse 8 in Matthew. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. But only say the word and my servant will be healed. Why would he say, I'm not worthy? He's loved the nation. He's built for them a church. He, you would think he might say, look what all I've done. So God, you should move. By the way, you'll never manipulate God like that. You can't, you will never manipulate God. You can never go, look what I've done. So God should. It, 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 he was only doing it out of his honor for those people where they'd ever returned to him or not. It came from a real place in his heart of love. And that is where honor comes from, by the way. You could never manipulate God. And he says to Jesus, I'm not worthy to come. You're not worthy. I'm not worthy to have you in my home. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. It was Jewish custom, not law. It was not Bible. It was Jewish custom that a Jew could not go into a Gentile's home because a Gentile's home was considered to be unclean. It, you wanted, this was segregation. You weren't allowed to eat with them, go into their home, according to Jewish custom, man-made law, not God law. 
And so it's possible that even the centurion already knew the customs of the Jewish nation and didn't want to put Jesus in an awkward position that he would have to go into his home. And he says, no, Lord, you just say the word and my servant will be healed. Look at verse number nine. This is where it gets really amazing. Verse nine, for I too am a man. Okay, stop for a second, under authority. Wait a minute. We just went from showing honor, making a request, and now he's going to start talking about authority. And he says, look, I'm, in, I'm under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled. Some versions say he was amazed. I don't know about you. Wouldn't it be cool if you could make Jesus be amazed? Wouldn't it be cool if you could live in such a way that you go, this is amazing. Well, according to this, you can. He says, I'm a man too, which, which means I also am, which means he recognized the authority that Jesus had, that he was under authority, and he saw the power in his life, and he says, I too am a man under authority and in authority. Newsflash, free, free, free principle, ready? If you want more authority, you got to be more under authority. No, no, you didn't get it. You know, I, I wish Pastor Eugene would recognize my spiritual gifts and I want to start a ministry. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in our church. My first usual reply is, go to next steps. Well, I don't want to go to next steps. I want authority. I just don't want to be under authority. The kingdom of God operates by authority. Do you know whose authority I'm under in Opelousas, Louisiana? I didn't get this authority by God, yes, through Pastor Jacob and Michelle, our senior pastor, sent us. We have authority here because we're under authority. The more authority I'm under, the more I have. No, y'all ain't getting it. Some of you ain't getting it. You're, you're still griping about your boss at work. And I'd say, quit griping about your boss and get under their authority. And if you'll get under, I'll show you in a minute. If you get under their authority, they may start giving you more authority. I'm just going to let it go out there for a second. So watch this. Jesus says he marveled at this, was amazed at the centurion, and said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. He ain't talking about faith. He's talking about authority. He's talking about honoring authority. I am a man of honor. One tells me to do it, I go do it. I have men under me who honor my authority. And Jesus turns around and says, I, I haven't found such a man who's under authority. That's not what he says, is, is it? He said, no, I haven't found a man who's had more faith in all of Israel. Stop for a second. Let's think about who Jesus has encountered in Israel. 
Elizabeth, Aunt Elizabeth, John the Baptist, the one that was going to be called to prepare the way for the Savior of the world and call Israel to repentance. Centurions got more faith than John the Baptist. We can go one step further. You ready for this one? Oh, come on. How many of you grew up in a church that... Mary. He, he know, Jesus knows Mary. And he would still say, I haven't seen such faith in all of Israel. Jesus doesn't exaggerate. Pastor, you might do it ever so often. <laughs> He's not exaggerating. He's saying, this is, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel than this man. What has he done so far? He's honored the nation of Israel and built them a synagogue. He's recognized the authority that Jesus is under. And he says, I understand that because I'm also under authority. I honor it. I'm also in authority. They honor me. You can do this. You just say the word. And because of that, Jesus is going to say, I tell you, many will come from the east and the west. Everybody say the west. That's us, by the way. We're from the west. And we, he said, and we'll recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons of the kingdom, he's talking about the Jewish brothers, will be thrown into outer darkness who didn't recognize Jesus. And then in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. Come on, Jesus. I love this. As you have believed. Here's what Jewish tradition teaches. If you don't act upon it, you don't really believe it. Now, I want you to think about that. If that's a Jewish parable, if you believe it, you'll live it. If you say you believe it, but you're not living it, then you don't believe it. Oh, we got to get that in the West. Because we say a lot of things that we believe that we don't do. It's tight. Right. Well, I want you to show you this principle of honor. Let me show you. I'm going to take you Old Testament real quick. Let me just show you what the scripture says. Talking about this code that could maybe open up the possibility that maybe favor and blessing upon your life has been shut up because you didn't understand the principle and the revelation of honor. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, the Lord speaking, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, which means to take lightly, and those who take God lightly, they shall be lightly Esteemed. Do you see the principle to despise, to disrespect, to dishonor, the principle of honor? Is it possible that, is it possible? Here's the question. I'm still trying to work this one out in my own theology. Is it possible that you receive from God in the same level that you have honored God? Is it possible that some of our requests are not answered because we've asked above the level of honor? 
Have you, have you ever done that? You ever, you, you ever had someone come to you and say, hey, man, can, can, can I, I'm running a little short. You know what that means, right? They need what? They need I'm running a little short. And, and, and you go, man, what's your name again? Yeah, I was just wondering, man, if I could get 100 off of you, man, I'm just running a little short. And you go, no, no, sorry. How many of you know, by the time somebody that you don't know very well has asked you, that means that they've already exhausted every relationship in their life before they came to you? You remember the family reunion you were at and third cousin came up? Hey, man, I'm running a little short. And you're like, bro, I ain't seen you in five years. I mean, what do you, what, what, what? but how many of you know there's some people in your life that if they came up to you because of honor and they've honored your relationship together and they ask you, man, I'm in need. And how, you'd go, how much do you need? Uh, well, is, do you need more than a hundred? No, because they've shown the level of honor. Is it possible that with God, that if we show the right level of honor, that maybe we are asking for something that's way above the level of honor that we've shown God, and he's going, I'm, 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 we're not there yet. Not that God would not want to, it's that he's restricted because we haven't opened up the code yet. Are y'all tracking with me? Are y'all, am, I, am, I, am I communicating clearly? I, I feel like I'm struggling just a little bit. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Watch this. I'm going to take Jesus, Jesus talking. Watch Jesus speak. Anyone, Jesus speaking, anyone who receives you receives me. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. And if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same the reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people, that's your brother and your sister, if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given, this is Jesus talking. You'll be given a reward like theirs. And if you even give a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Okay, can we go ahead and settle this? There are some rewards for honor. Let me do this for you. I asked the Lord if it was okay, and he said it was fine. He said, I can do it. This one time. He said, one time. No, he said, I can do this. Let me take out the word receive and put in the right word. Well, receive's good, but let me put the, the word what it really means. Let me read it this way. This is Pastor Yu's version. Anyone who honors you honors me. And anyone who honors me, Jesus, honors the Father who sent me. And if you honor a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you honor righteous people, your brothers and sisters, because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you even give a cup of cold water, honor, to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Remember, revelation with application brings transformation. Wait a minute, I think, I think what Pastor Yu's saying is he wants us to honor. Do you see the flow, though? Do you see? Uh, he's talking about it here. Honor God. 
Honor me. If you honor me, you'll honor God. If you'll honor the prophet, that's like a, that's like a layer down, right? You go, and if you honor the prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. And then he says to your brother, to your left and to your right, he says, and if you'll honor your brother and your sister, if you'll honor them as righteous people, then you'll receive a reward. And then he says, even if you honor one of the least, so he's saying you got to honor up, sideways, down, if you'll honor. I, we just had a, I, just, I saw Mr. Stuller the other day. Uh, uh, you knew that, but I saw Mr. Stuller the other day. One of the things I know about Mr. Stuller, it don't matter who you are. We pulled up. Their sign was going 30 years of service, and it listed the name. Mr. Stuller honoring everyone in his company, no matter if you're sweeping a floor or if you're designing jewelry. It really doesn't matter. He is a man of honor and is going to honor everyone around him. I, I, showed, I haven't seen him in several years, and I showed up, and he's going, oh, I was hoping Heidi would come today. <laughs> Sorry, just me. Honor. Honor attracts. It attract, watch this, I'm, I'm going to give you a warning in this about this, because I know people, I know our people, I know the sheep that I steward on behalf of the shepherd, Jesus. Watch this, I want to, in Mark chapter 4, two days before the crucifixion of Jesus, Jesus is going to be at Simon the leper's house, two days before the end comes. He's going to be just chilling like a villain. And, and a woman is going to come into the house with an alabaster jar of perfume. The Bible says that the value, the value of this perfume was a year's wages from a laborer. So if you would take someone, maybe just take minimum wage times a year, you know, for one year, that's the value of it. Most theologians believe it was probably an inheritance, a family inheritance that she received. Something very, very valuable. I want you to just think, if somebody gave you one year salary today, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. If the Lord's speaking to you, I'll wait. So she, she, bring, she brings this, she walks in, and she pours it on top of Jesus' head. Judas and some others, not sure who, start talking, start mumbling and going, what? I mean, and then covered it up with religiosity. We could have sold that and taking those dollars and gave them to the poor. Let me, there's something in us that doesn't like to see other people get honored. Well, they're getting it. Well, I know them, and they don't know that they really deserve that. It's a test of your heart when you see other people receive something, even if it's lavished, even if you think, 
It's over the top. Ooh, I'm talking to all of us because I've been sitting on the other side of that going, I'm going to tell you a story in just a second. And, I, and you're going, I just think, I mean, I could have done that. I mean, why can't I get something like that? I just don't. The Bible says to rejoice with those who rejoice. Be, be, rejoice with those who are blessed. She's pouring it on top of him. And, and watch what happens. And look what Jesus says in verse 6 of Mark 14. But Jesus said, let her alone. Leave her alone. Why are you troubling, troubling her? She has done a good and beautiful thing to me, praiseworthy and noble. What was that called? Honor. Honor. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you wish you can do good to them, what's stopping you from doing good to them? You talk about you want to give to the poor. Walk outside and start giving yourself. By the way, don't go. This happens all the time. Pastor, I just feel like the church needs to do something. And they'll say something about somebody. And I'd say, go first start doing it yourself. Right? Oh, I just think the church ought to. And you've done nothing. If it was really that concern, you'd be moving in action yourself. It's much different to go, I've been ministering to this person, and I've, I've helped them, and here's what I've done for them, whatever. The, is there any way the church could maybe help? That's a different, that's a different conversation. Are y'all tracking with me? I'm teaching you today. I don't know if y'all are picking, picking up what I'm laying down. Watch this. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She came beforehand to anoint my body for the burial. And surely, watch this, reward. Watch this reward. Because you're never going to honor God and not reward you. Did you just hear what I said? You're never going to honor God and him not reward you. You will never honor God and him not honor you back in some form or some fashion. Watch what happens. And surely I tell you, wherever the good news, the gospel is proclaimed in the entire world, what she has done will be told in memory or honor of her. And we're doing it today. Thank you, woman with the alabaster jar. So, y'all ready? Victor's going to help me, but it's going to take me a while because I still have, I still got a good 15 minutes here. What is the Holy Spirit saying to us? What's he saying? What's he trying to say to us? Let me, let me give you a couple of thoughts. There's probably more than this, and maybe the Holy Spirit's saying something to you. You should write it down. But number one, let me give you a few takeaways. Honor comes with a reward. Up, sideways, down. Honor comes with a reward. Yesterday, we, we were at the Ville Platte location, future location of our Savior's church, Pastor Kelly. Some of you will get that later, Pastor Gunn. Which, <laughs> Pastor Kelly and Christina. <laughs> uh, and I'm talking to one of the, the gentlemen there. And I love serve days. 
And I don't mind getting out and working. I really don't. But serve days is usually a day, an opportunity for me to connect with people. Like, we don't always get a chance here. So, Pastor you, I've been wanting to tell you this story. Okay. Yeah. So, I really didn't sweat that much yesterday. I just kind of went around and talked to people. I was just doing my job. That's what it, uh, my job. Just, uh, and uh, one of the guys said, Pastor Eugene, I just want to tell you. I'm just, man, I want to give you this testimony. I don't know if you remember this. And he reminds me of a message I preached. I said, I really don't remember, but if you remember, praise God. <laughs> I forgot. And he said, that changed my life. I said, well, how so? And he started talking about, it was about giving. And he said, I decided that day, the Holy Spirit just really challenged me to start tithing. And I started that day. And he said, I just, I just want to say, I've watched God. This is several years, a couple years ago. God has increased. I've gotten four major increases in my life, in my career, and about to get the fourth one. About to, he just, just received the fourth one. They're, we're going to be making the offer. He says, currently, I'm making 400% more than I was that day I sat there. And the Holy Spirit said, it's time. And he said, I would say to anybody, I said, I'm going to get him to give it the testimony. Pay your tithes. And I said, well, let me, let me, let me help you just with one little thing. You're not really paying your tithe. You are honoring God because it all came from him in the first place. It's about honor. Honor comes with a reward. It doesn't matter if it's a cool drink of water. It doesn't mean that the giving of resources, God is not going to let you out honor him. It's a code that you unlock that opens up the windows of heaven over your life. God may be going, I've been wanting to do more on your behalf, but something's stopping me. And let me give you number two. So honor, you'll reap honor. It's a principle throughout scripture. If you're going, everybody dishonors me. Isn't it crazy in the world that we live in right now? Honor is the thing that is missing from our culture. People are getting shot in the street. Not, not for something legitimate, but basically they were dishonored. It's crazy. It's a principle throughout Scripture. If you sow honor, you'll reap honor. I'm doing a little editing. The 1030s service is going to go perfect. I'll tell this story. I, I was at the alabaster jar scenario, and I was sitting in the place of Judas before. Heidi and I were pastoring an inner city work, inner city Texas, Houston, Texas, in the inner city. 
I would, we, we were struggling. There wasn't a lot of resources there. It wasn't uncommon for us to receive scratch-off tickets in the offering. And that was like, that was like, we like, come on, Jesus. You got this. Come on, Jesus. Quit acting like you ain't ever done that before. Two dollars. Go get two more. Let's try it. How many of you have ever done that? You want $2, then you go get two more. Uh, let's see if we can throw some more money away. I mean, it was bad. We, we, sometimes we'd have to switch who was getting paid for long, extended periods of time just because we, we couldn't afford it. And, and then I would travel some. I would get opportunities to go speak at churches like this one. And they would, hey, Pastor Eugene, would you come and tell us what's happening in our city of Houston? And we'd love to give you an honorarium. I'm like, I'm there. And uh, so we'd show up and be in a beautiful facility like this. And you'd go, man, praise God, look at this. And we're in an old warehouse downtown. And, man, you just you preach. And then, then I couldn't wait to get the check. You know, you get the check. And then you'd open it up. And I'd say things like this, not out loud, but in my heart. Man, I've seen the trappings and this is it man if I had why aren't they helping me more we're doing the hard work they're doing the easy work I'm just showing you the ugliness of my heart every work of God is beautiful and precious and hard. I don't care where it's at. I don't care what kind of community it's in. I don't care where it's at. It's hard. It's just a different hard. Ministry is hard. It's just a different hard. And, and so I'm, this is all going on. It's, it's ugly. It's, it's ugly. It's like, man, they should be, look at the budget they have. They ought to be putting us on their budget and supporting the work in the entertainment how many of you know I'm on a head-on collision for a rebuke from the Holy Spirit? And it happens. He comes and just said, who do you think you are? Am I not your provider? You have not honored the other houses in which you've preached. You have dishonored the work of the Lord. Of the Lord. I, I repented immediately walked in and said to our staff gathered them and said here's what we're going to do from now on listen we're not what's coming in is not meeting our needs so it's got to be seed i said i want 10 percent of whatever comes in every weekend 10 percent put it aside and we're going to start blessing instead of sitting here wanting to be the receiver when we haven't been the giver we're wanting honor when we have not sown honor and I'm the one who's responsible and I take responsibility please forgive me, please staff, repent of the staff but today we're changing and so we did that and so I would tell the bookkeeper when it gets up to a thousand let me know, two thousand, whatever and we're going to start writing checks we're going to start sending it and she'd say it's fifteen hundred, great, write a check and I'd write a note, we put it in there, send it where would we send it? did you send it to other people who had needs? Well, sometimes, but most of the time, we would send it, I'd send it to some of the, the soil that I knew was good, that it was growing. You could watch and that we respected. Went, man, 
and I'd send it to pastors. Some, some of the churches you might have heard of. Uh, one, of the, one of the great churches in Houston was called Brazewood Assembly. And I'd send it. And it was, it was a church like this. And I'd get a call. Pastor Eugene, I just received a check from the downtown church in Houston for $1,500. What are you doing? I know y'all need that money. <laughs> I go, no, 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 no. No, no. We just honor the work of God in y'all. And we hope that one day we'll be where you're at. And so we just want to honor you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of a little old church in Houston called Lakewood. I got Joel Osteen on the line going, Brother Eugene. We received a check from you. I know you need that check. You're a winner. Okay, I, no, I, I, listen, Pastor Joel gets a bad rap. He was the same, I knew him before, before he was the pastor. He, he was behind a camera. I don't know, maybe there's a future for one of those men sitting back there. He was behind a camera and when his daddy died. His father, John Osteen, and Dodie, his wife, laid hands on Heidi and I to start the inner city church in Houston. And I'd say, no, 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 see, we see what God's doing in y'all. So we, we honor you. So we, we kept doing that month after month after month after month, probably two years are going by. We're hosting in the inner city church. We got about 350 kids from around the country are coming to the inner city church to do a missions camp. We'd, they'd sleep in the warehouse, we'd feed them, we'd go out and do projects all over the community, just serving the community. And so we, we're doing it, and it's the middle of summer. It's like this, outside, middle of summer. And our air, air conditioning goes out about three days before they're to come. So we get the repairman in, he comes back, comes to my office and said, I got bad news for you, that thing is shot old warehouse. It's going to be $30,000 to fix it. Oh, my head goes down. God, what are we going to do? God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, God? What am I going to do? We don't, there's no way. We started making plans. We we're going to have church Sunday outside, and we did that next Sunday. We had it outside, and then the, here comes everybody coming in, and the phone rings, and it's a pastor. Hey, you were just on my heart. How's it going? And he was one of the pastors that we've sent and honored. He said, what, what's happening? I'm just checking in on you. You're on my heart today. What's going on? I said, well, not good. What's wrong? Well, air condition just went out, and it's going to cost $30,000. Really? What are you going to do? I don't know. I, oh, he said, well, I'm going I'm, I'm to pray. I'm going to pray. Let me, let's pray right now. And he prayed for us. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, bye. About an hour, two hours later, that phone rings again. It's him. And he says, Pastor Eugene, remember that check you gave me? Yes, sir. Well, we're going to send 5000 back. And then I called another pastor to tell him about your need. And when I called him, he said, that in the past, you had sent him a check. And he said, he said he's going to get 5000 And then I called another pastor, and he said, in your past, he said in the past, you, gave, you sent him a check. 
And he's going to give X amount. And he called another brother who said the same thing about what he did that you did. And he said, so I just wanted to let you know, go ahead and get that AC fixed because I'm writing you a check for $30,000. You're going to get all paid and done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the valuable lesson. Please, please don't, please hear the experience because there was a lot of weeping, gnashing teeth, trauma, drama. And you can either learn by revelation or you can learn by experience. I just don't want you to have to learn by experience. I want you to learn by revelation to go, whoa, whoa. I can see what God would do. Whatever you honor, you end up attracting back to you. Honor God. Honor Jesus. Honor the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Honor your brother and sister who sits beside you. Honor those, the least of us among us. We honor all the way around. And God said, I'll reward you for that. And open up the windows of heaven over your life. Now, I told you I was going to get practical. Ready? Who? Watch this. This is practical, not exhaustive. The centurion built a church. He made a sacrifice. That's a way to honor, isn't it? A sacrifice. Thank you all yesterday, serve day people. Thank you. What was that? It was honor. You went and made a sacrifice. Thank you. Lord, would you reward them? Let me give you number two. The centurion also honored with words that he expressed to Jesus. So you can actually honor with words. Yes, you can honor with words. When was the last time you pulled your husband aside and just said, husband, I honor you. That's just our small group leaders are just getting ready. Everybody look right here. Pay no attention to the man behind the screen. Honor. Let me give you number three. And the woman honored with a gift. What would happen tomorrow if you walked into that boss that you've been having trouble with and you walked in and just said, hey, I got you something. Thank you. I know you work hard and I appreciate you. It's a big one, Elizabeth. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? (laughs) What do you think would happen in that relationship when there was a wall? You would begin to crack that wall and tear it down. Because probably nobody's walked in and just said thank you. So, Holy Spirit, would you put somebody right now on our heart that needs to be honored. Stop for a second. That I need to honor whether they need it or not. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Place someone on our heart now that I need to honor. Not for them, And Lord, would you unlock the code and open the windows of heaven 
For your word says, if we honor you, we honor the Father. If we honor the prophet, we receive that same reward. If I honor my brother, my sister, I receive the righteous man or woman's reward. And if I honor even the least with a cup of water, that I will receive a reward from heaven. Could you just open up so that the favor and the blessing of God can be upon your people, not for our purposes, so that the world will see and know that you are a true, real, loving, blessing God. So thank you, Father, for today. We thank you for your word today. We receive the word. We honor you. Every head bowed and eye closed, maybe you're here today and you're far from God. Today, I want to give you that opportunity to know the Lord. His presence is here. He loves you. He's not mad at you. And he came to save you. Save you from what? From ourselves, sin. And he'll forgive you of everything you've ever done. Jesus said you can't see the kingdom or enter the kingdom unless you've been born again. Today, maybe you're ready to give your life to Jesus, to be born again, to repent of your sin, to believe that Jesus died on the cross just for you and make him the Lord of your life. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand up all over this building if that's you today? You're ready to receive Jesus, to be born again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Congregation, can we add our voice to theirs as we pray this out loud together? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you face hell for me, so I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin to be born again. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Can we give God all the praise? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's honor the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? I wanna pray for you. All of our small group uh, leaders will be out there. Please stop by. Get into a small group, and uh, you're going to be blessed by that. If you prayed to receive Christ, our prayer team is going to be up front. We just want to meet you. If you need prayer for anything, we want to pray with you. Let me pray this blessing over your life before you go. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you. And you're going out to your coming in again. May all that you set your hands to, seeking first the kingdom of God, may he bless it and prosper it. And I bless you in the name of the Father, his Son, Jesus, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. And you just say, I receive that. We love you. God bless you. Have a great, great weekend. And you extend.